This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Jetson's there. Billy did. The goal. Chris Billy Huddersfield Town. The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division 2. Huddersfield. Oi. Thank you. Rupian Steve Simonson's boots now. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the frame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town are promoted. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! Hello and welcome to the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. The Terriers rocked the Robins, which melted the icy exterior of Nigel Pearson, who was effusive in his praise for Carlos Corbran and his boys as town ran out 2-0 winners. It's Luton Town for us, and we'll be reading out some of your best and worst playoff memories later in the episode. I'm joined today by a couple of lads excited for the showdown. There's playoff veteran Richard Kosmala. There's the baritone of the Cowshed Loyal, warm in his larynx for next week in Dan Pozzaporit. And a former player in Phil Senior who was part of the success at Cardiff in 2004 and will ignore 2006. As always, this episode is sponsored by the wonderful Magic Rock Brewing. Uh, if you use our code AHTTC10 at checkout, you'll get 10% off and all orders over £45 as well are free uh, of delivery. Uh, as always, we're in front of a, a live YouTube studio audience. So hello to everybody who is is watching online and thank you very much for joining us. Uh, I'm sure you'll all be uh, jumping up and down about the uh, the prospect of the playoffs as well. So let us know uh, firstly about the Bristol City game and as always we'll read out the uh, the best from the rest if you like in the comments section on YouTube. So uh, without further ado, guys, you okay? Very We're good, not okay you. then. We might as well never ever broadcast. I mean, I mean personally, again. personally <laughs> on a on a, uh, on a on a level cause. Mate, we've won 23 games, we've got 82 points, we've come third. And I'll tell you what, after that Fulham home game at 
personal gimmick season. I told you, didn't I? Get it, get it back, Marty. <laughs> I told you this was going to happen. You said we'd go down. <laughs> Third bottom, I think you said. <laughs> I said fifth, mate, and you heard it. And that was well, but... <laughs> about Blair. What a team. Yeah, so uh, Uddersfield Town 2, Bristol City nil. So uh, a really steady away, decent game. Uh, Carlos, I th- there's a couple of points really from this game. And that's, um, I think we just got some mute, uh, some feedback coming through there. So guys, if you could just mute your, your mics if you're not speaking. Uh, so yeah, so Carlos, I thought what was really interesting about this game was Carlos balanced the need for resting players and playing ones that needed minutes really well. Uh, Jamal Blackman in goal in case he needed to be called on. Turton and Pippa both got minutes in after being in and out recently. Hoggy played 45 minutes, didn't overplay him. Uh, Nabby played just in case he's needed. Toffolo as well on a good streak at the minute, kept that streak going. He played 53 minutes. Colwell got on for some minutes, as did Tino. And Carol Iting had a rare appearance as well. He got minutes too, uh, as did, most importantly, I think Danny Ward, who was back uh, into some form as well. And Danny Ward had a decent, uh, definitely a decent opening 45 minutes and uh, and did quite well in the second as well. So having players fit and on form uh, is going to be key going into these playoffs. Um I think he's managed that quite well, Phil Carlos, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, the, the qualifying early's probably given us a little bit more, um, you know, leeway if you like, but, you know, I think that's quite smart, smart work from the, uh, the head coach. Yes. Yeah, it's nice for the, uh, for the players to get a, a couple of minutes into it. And, and sometimes if you've, you've, you know, if you've been rested or if, or if you've not quite been, you know, getting onto the pitch, obviously it's, it's a the time of the season where you need to be getting the results in. So, you know, it gives us a good chance for, for lads to get back on, to, to have some proper match minutes. You can't replicate match minutes in training. Um, and like I say, it was, it was it, I mean, I, I didn't see the game. Um, I'm busy playing cricket. We all have cricket, don't we? Um, but it, it just sounded like a, a typical home game. Uh, pretty simple. So I'm pleased that you see, pleased for the players who, who, who have, um, that they can get a few. But it's, you know, what a big week they've got ahead now um, and the whole group. You know, it's down to the whole group now to to make sure that they're pushing each other um, and and prepared for for you know for the first game down at Luton. Um, you know, it's a massive game. It's weird, isn't it? Because I, I was trying to think of other playoff seasons. We're normally in before. We've normally bombed a couple of games because we played a weakened team. We're going in with doubts. Um, like remember that Cardiff game, even though it didn't obviously matter in the end. And and then the other seasons, obviously, we dropped in the playoffs when when Phil's time, obviously, Cheltenham that. Last day and the, and the other stuff, but these I can't believe it. It's just like it's like German efficiency, man. It just you knew yesterday that the first 20 25 minutes were like nothing. And I'm thinking, but you just knew we were going to win. It, it is absolutely incredible. It, it's almost <laughs> I don't want to be too overconfident, but it's just I, I've never known a feeling like this for town before, not even under Wagner, to be honest. That, I kind of felt we maybe had run a race a little bit. I, I wasn't that confident at all against Wednesday, even though all these years on, I knew we were. Well, I didn't. I, I thought we were giving us best shot. This is this is a team that's so like up for it. And again, I mentioned it last week, but like Dean says, make no mistake, these guys want it, and it, you can just see it. And I think the hardest job will probably come onto it later is what that that squad or that team is going to be for Friday night because. Wow, it's uh, if you rumours are believed that you know Thomas is going to play with injections and obviously Colwell's back, Ward, and wow, there's going to be some couple of unlucky guys, I think, on Friday missing out. Pause, how did you see the game? 
That's because you've silenced everyone with that expert. Um, I have. Pozzo, what, uh, what were the mood like yesterday in, in the stadium where we're like, were people, when it one big party, did people really want that third spot? Because it was such a weird day, wasn't it? Because like Luton, and I really wanted Luton whichever way they finished. So early on, it looked like, you know, we needed to get that third spot. So to me, I were like, we need to win this game and obviously hope for a favour from all. So to me, it was a big game where, I know a few have said bring on anyone, but I, I were kind of thinking we want that third. Certainly from early doors when it would clear that. Hang on, you know, hang on. Can you, guys, can you guys hear me okay? We can now, yeah. Yep. Can now, okay, yeah. Oh, thank you. Now let's let's talk about the game first and we've got, we'll come to that next, don't we, Cosy? You're jumping, you're jumping a bit ahead there. Um, well, you went silent, Matt. I asked, I asked Pause. I said to him, I said, how did you see the game, Pause? But for some reason, he didn't seem to get through. I didn't but hear so, him. So how did you see the game, Pause? How did I see the game with my eyes, Matt? That's how I usually see it. <laughs> <laughs> usually stood, stood with your back to the game, aren't you doing the... It were, um, it, well, it was steady away, really. Um, it had that typical kind of end-of-season vibe about it. I don't think Bristol came to do a right lot, if I'm being perfectly honest. They, were, they seemed pretty happy to just turn up, play and, and go home. Um, we, we looked good certainly first half uh, moved the ball around well I thought we had a, a cracking just after we'd scored really we had a cracking 15 minutes or so well we played then were you know were out of character almost for, for this side um, you know moved it well moved it quick moved it fast fought Dwayne Holmes looked really well who I'm not always a massive fan of um, but I thought he stepped up yesterday and, and played really really well um, and uh, as Phil mentioned earlier, the, the players that came in, really good for them to get minutes in the legs and really well managed by Mr. Corbran. I think he played those that needed to play and brought them off at the right time. You know, they just did enough to get a run out. Um, so, yeah, a, a cracking day all in, a 2 0 win. Um, no injuries, playing minutes in the legs for people. Uh, probably could have been more actually, second half if we'd have, you know, stepped it up and actually gone for it. But at 2 0, there were no need, you know, we were securing playoffs and we were we were third or fourth. So second leg were always going to be at home regardless of results. So it were probably not one of them nice matches for players to play in where there's not much riding on it. You can go out and maybe express yourself a little bit differently than, than you might normally because um, there's not as much pressure and stuff. So yeah, I think um, a good day at the office all around for everybody, really. Harry Tuffalo, though. worry for me, possible. Pippa, Pippa, I thought that would only worry. What are you going to get a red? I, were, I thought he was going to go for that, you know. For what? Pippa, Pippa's challenge. I, I thought he was going to walk for that. I was worried for about oh. a few seconds. Oh, yeah, I remember now. Um, I, for, I forgot completely about that, to be honest. <laughs> but um, let's talk about the Toffolo goal, though. The, the goal, it was a great give and go, wasn't it, by Toffolo? And Danny Ward showing exactly what Danny Ward brings to the table as a striker, doesn't he? Great sort of work back to the goal, laid the ball off right into the path of Toffolo. And then Toff with a really good finish. Five go- five goals in seven games. Toffolo, goal machine, feed the Toff. He's on fire at the minute, isn't he? Incredible. The only sadness was when you see the replay, he did it one, two, I mean, with the uh, Bristol City defender, didn't he? Because <laughs> at first I thought, has he gone through all the way, you know, on his own? It's incredible. The guy looks like he's having so much fun at, I've loving them pictures of his uh, him and his family after the game and that as well. And uh, it's you know you saw me last week, Norwich link with him, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But you won't believe it, the guy, the guy, just absolutely on fire. And he's just like another weapon to us and that as well. I know some people have kind of questioned his defensive uh, abilities, but the way he's attacking, the, you know, you always feel like a goal's going to come all the time and that as well. And uh, it's incredible. I bet there'll be some shooters at him for first goal uh, yesterday. You know. 
Won't be too bad. Um, you mentioned as well, uh, Pods, didn't you, with Dwayne's intelligent ghosting as well. He pops up in those spaces really well, the half spaces, doesn't he, to sort of create. And, you know, we're sometimes a little bit critical of his short-range passing out where he can give the ball away a little bit too easily at times. But he's really good at popping up in those areas, isn't he, which really hurt teams. And he did that again for the second goal where he's popped, you know, he's got into a really good space uh, on the inside right channel. And then he's found Danny Ward with a really good square ball. I think... He, like you say, you got to give Dwayne his due quite a lot, you know, for this season. You know, he does does that really well, doesn't he? How he gets into really good areas and he reads the game really well. And really, it's just when when he gets things right, he's a, he's a useful, like Cosy just said, he's a useful weapon, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. He's, um, like I say, I've, I've been critical of Holmes, but when he plays like he did yesterday, you know, he's, he's more than capable at this level. It was quite an interesting goal, actually, because you see Danny Ward sort of set off to it and... Really intelligent home sort of says, no, leave it to me because, you know, you go get in box and put it on the plate for him, really. I know they kind of bundle it over at line in end, but, um, you know, they all count, don't they? Uh, it was probably one of the most weirdly celebrated goals I've ever seen because I don't think anybody knew whether it had gone in. I don't think anybody really was that bothered either, to be fair, um, that it had gone in. So it was a bit of a strange, bit of a strange goal to sort of celebrate and stuff. But again, I think when you're playing in games like that, it, it does give you that little bit of freedom to... to you know, express yourself a little bit more and there's not as much pressure on you. And, um, you know, for somebody like Holmes, that's that's probably a good scenario for him for him to be. I mean, it's great that he's kind of firing on all cylinders and, you know, Toffolo's, as you've just said, you know, smashing him in. And it's just, you, you look at a playoff situation and I can't, you, I mean, obviously we're not privy to what goes on at places like Forest and Sheffield United and Luton and stuff. But from what I've seen on pitch and, you know, from the the way that they did the sort of the lap of honour, for want of a better phrase, uh, with the families and stuff, and the way that the sort of the players seem to be interacting with each other and stuff like that, that that team spirit is is just running through that team at the moment. And I think Nigel Pearson called it. It'll be it'll take a, a really good side to to stop that Huddersfield um, Town squad getting at least to Wembley in these playoffs. So it'll be be an interesting matchup, really. I know we're going to come on to the playoffs um, a little bit later on. We, yeah, we'll come on to it in a second. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm right looking forward to how both games will pan out, really. And, uh, you know, we're the best team win. Yeah, so the game itself wasn't, you know, from, from then on, there wasn't really much happening. So, um, you know, Town saw the game out quite well and we got minutes in the legs, etc. Um, I thought what was, you know, let's mention Nigel Pearson very briefly as well. He, he was really sort of impressed by us, wasn't he? He said how we'd improved uh, since the last time we'd, we'd played them. Uh, and he he uh, sounded like if uh, you were allowed to bet, you know, with the football league regulations, he might have a sneaky fiver on uh, on us getting promoted. It's not often you hear people saying nice things about Huddersfield Town, so it kind of stands out a little bit, doesn't it? Um, it's it's quite good to sort of see that, wasn't it, Pos? And that you know, people are actually starting to credit that this is a decent side, not just uh, on a lucky run, as people have said. You know, it's a forty-six game lucky run, according to some, isn't it? But you know, it's it's good to it's good to finally see Town getting some of the uh, the praise, isn't it? I think if you ask general people in, who actually know stuff about football, you know, managers, coaches, I think they'll all appreciate what, what Huddersfield Town are doing this season. I think it's a lot of it comes from, you know, Twitter football people, done it? The 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 door, the crap. They're not morons, the, you mean? Like, well, basically morons, yeah. <laughs> like us. But yeah, I think it's nice for someone to actually come out and say that because coaches are usually... They kind of flip it other way, don't they, and, and, and talk about their own team. For him to start off an interview with such a you know appraisal of Huddersfield uh, Town, were, it were quite nice to hear. To be fair, yeah, yeah, very unusual. Uh, right, I think let's he have, were, I, go on. I'll be honest, Paul, Matt, sorry to be a party pooper, but his team were absolute garbage. He were being clever there, mate. You know, I'd like to. 
and it was quite funny because when I got I got sent this bit, a couple of people so I were expecting when I pressed play for him to like slag us off, but I think really we're using us to you know kind of for their bonus really. So yeah, I'll take the plot. Do you think we're being ostriches? Clever man. Is that what you say? Management, I think from Pearson. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, <laughs> they, honestly they were such great opposition for us, weren't there? And that as well. Same with Barnsley the other week. Mm. Honestly, they just had turned up them two teams. Let's hope Luton don't either. It'd be nice. Uh, let's read out just a, a couple of comments. Have we got any comments in here? I think we do. Uh, tell me, uh, let's have a look on the game itself. Uh, let's have a look. Um, uh, Tom Bradshaw says, Phil Senior's biggest fan is here. So thanks for that, Phil. Uh, so Tom, even. Um, and then Richard Stacey tried to throw in a clever quiz question and Paz snaffled it straight off the bat there with uh, the first player. See if Cosy gets this, unless you've looked at it. The first town player to, uh, to play in two playoffs 12 years apart. Boother. No. Although, although to be fair, that's not too far off, is it? But Boother didn't play in the, the early one. Boother's about... I think Boother played in a few before that. No, it was 12 years apart, and he played in... Phil will know, because he played in that side in 2004. Rob Edwards. No. Yeah, he's got, he's got it as Phil. He's on mute, but he said iffy, I think. I can, re I can lip read a little bit, but <laughs> that was it. <laughs> <laughs> it was iffy and Yuri, yeah. Um, Tony Gummersell says, who's your front three on Friday? Sinani Ward and Thomas. And that's a quite a good question. Um, well, I think if Thomas is fit, he's got to play, hasn't he, for the uh, for the set piece value and Sinani probably. Yeah, I think that's probably what I'd go with, guys. Are we going with that? I think Dwayne would be a bit unlucky, maybe. And the three five two has kind of worked recently as well. So you know, and Tino's had a good uh, fit and start here and there. So you know, there's there's options, which is quite good. Um, let's have a look what else we've got. Bez five six seven eight says, uh, now my hope for the season of mid table mediocrity has been consigned to the dustbin. The horrible, nervous, sanity-sapping playoffs are upon us. God, I love and hate Huddersfield Town. Uh, Jody Calvert says, felt so nervous watching Wickham and MK Dons earlier, uh, though this time around I'm much more relaxed than 2017, incredibly proud of uh, whatever, this team, whatever happens. I feel the same. I'm a little bit more relaxed this time around. Cause 2007, two, 2017 just felt like this is it. This is now or never. You know, we're all Elvis Presley, weren't we? And was it Elvis who did that song? But, you know, we were a little bit more chilled out this time because if we don't, then who knows, you know, we could possibly be there at the dance again. Uh, well, go on, Cos. Don't you think that's bad? Don't you think, don't you think that's bad, though, Matt? Although I think it's one of those things, we chilled out now, but come game night on Friday... Oh, shitting ourselves, yeah. We'll be absolutely... Yeah, we will be. But that's what I'm trying to say before. It's, it's because the team, there's no kind of any doubts now. Everyone looks like they're going to be fit, and this is just weird territory for me with town and and honestly at the moment it's going to be a strange week we'll go through we'll go through some of the you know former playoff you know campaigns a little bit later and i think there might be some interesting points come out of that and how Huddersfield town have not done very well in playoffs when we've gone into it in decent form and when we've been crap going into it we've we've pretty much done okay so uh, i think that'll be quite interesting when we go through that what were you sorry matt phil phil we're going to say something there what were you saying phil he's on mute again in fact, let me unmute him. I've got you, Phil. There you go, bud. No, we can hear it. Everyone else can hear me apart from you, I think. Um, yeah. I think it's just it's just the way that it's panned. Like you've just well, you've just said it there. The way that it's panned out, it's it's quite relaxed. We've kind of we've been in there. We're not chasing anything. We've we've just gone about as business. Back to the point where we're t people talking about, I can't believe Town are in there. Well, we've just done our own business the way we want to play and. and you know, it it, it it suits some people, it suits others. Some of us don't like watching it at times, especially second halves at home. Um, but we are where we are. And I think it's that kind of thing this year where it's just we've just kind of sloped in 
we're in there already. Everybody else around us is fighting tooth and nail to try and get in there. And we're just like sat watching, just thinking, yeah. well, where are we going to finish? Is it going to be, you know, uh, three, four, five, six? That, that's the only thing that we've been looking at. So um, it's very random, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. We've got uh, a message from Richard Stacey. Says, uh, Richard, I doubt Thomas will play, but I am doubting Thomas. Come on, Richard, you can do better. <laughs> um yeah so uh yeah moving on slightly so uh playoffs we now know who the four are going to be huddersfield town finished third the highest uh highest finish i think huddersfield town have finished in the second tier since would you say 1969 70 it must be wasn't it um you know we know the four there was drama at hull cosy you watched that you watched in fact we'll go to you cos because you watched uh a little bit of that you were watching the town game weren't you in spain obviously and then um you flew back uh, today again, yeah. yeah flew back today and then you you obviously um tuned in for the last few minutes of forest and hull didn't you uh just tell us what was going on there yeah a bit naughty really i watched last half an hour of, uh, of that game and it was really weird forest even kind of game of chess really we're almost like forest were happy for a nil nil which was strange and then yeah oh god uh with a penalty which seemed a dubious one to me but then it was incredible. Like I was thinking, what? Because I, I really wanted the Friday night uh, game, especially even more when I knew Luton were kind of in that sixth spot. So sensational, you know, kind of the Lewis Potter just like, and it was like a cross really. I, I don't know, probably seen the goal. It's just everyone wants to go in and that as well. And it really weird. And the Forest uh, commentators, because I thought I'll listen to them, how they were feeling about it. They were pretty good, to be honest with you, because I just think Sheffield United have come in there kind of on the on the blind side. No one's really spoke about them, have there? And it were almost like there. Eckenbottom's done a really good job, I think, on the quiet. Yeah, especially yeah. Especially without the firepower. I wanted to avoid, especially with the Yorkshire Derby element and that as well. Although, you know, some people probably preferred that, maybe being with a Saturday game and the, the extra tickets, etc. But I, um, God, I'll, this could look so bad if Luton beat us. But yeah, I wanted Luton so bad. So it was fantastic to get there. But I just want to, I know it's a new competition. We always got to look ahead, but... I just want to reflect on the season because the trouble is now it's going to be a disappointment if we don't go up. But and that's the players for you as well because we've done it. We've burgled in there, haven't we, before and, and got up with, you know, about, I don't know, 15 points less than the team third or whatever. But I think we just reflect on what a sensational season it's been and that as well. And But the, but the reality is that if we don't go up, it's going to be disappointing, man, isn't it? Don't you think? It, and that shouldn't be like that because it's 46 games. Next, it's not a lot of it's the playoffs, really, but... No, it's, I don't think it's. Just makes me. I think it will be judged on whether we go up or not, rather than what a brilliant season it's been. But I suppose we all know the rules, don't we? And we, I suppose, if we snuck in six, maybe like Luton have, would have been like that. But I just want to applaud everyone at the, at the club, and you know, we go back to Phil making the drastic decisions last season for sticking with Carlos for bringing the guys in. We've got you know Lee Bromby who's took so much stick, you know, and it's got the the players in that we needed. And that as well. Obviously, Dean's come in and kept the party started. I feel there's a connection come back with the fans and it's and the players missed and that as well. And I just think some of those figures at the club and that as well, I can relate to it all. It's just the whole package has just been sensational. It almost feels like we deserve that promotion. But I suppose if you listen to uh, Sheffield's podcast and Forest Dale think they deserve promotion. But I just, I've got my club back, man, and it just feels so good. But let's be truthful. A week on Monday, if we've lost or we're knocked out of the playoffs, we will we'll feel bad, but we should feel it's been a great season. But it's weird as a playoffs, isn't it? It's all going to be on, obviously, these two games. 
Yeah, but if you're losing the playoffs, it's the ultimate disappointment, isn't it? And then it's really hard to keep a clear head of what's gone before it. So, you know, if we lose in the playoffs, there'll be a lot of people who go, we finished third, we've, we've had more points this year than what we got under the Wagner season, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it counted for nothing. And a lot of people will say that it counted for nothing because we didn't get promoted in the end. So, yeah, yeah, it's been an incredible season, uh, especially considering everybody predicted us to get be in the bottom three and even people that appear on this podcast predicted us to be in the bottom three you know a lot of us a lot of us did you know Jodie Calvert's online and she's always positive and she probably predicted us to be the highest Jodie positive you know, I know Jodie's Jordy, more positive than us negative buggers but you know positive. it positive yeah uh, but you know we all <laughs> thought we all thought we were going to be gashed this year didn't we and we've ended up being absolutely brilliant and like you say because we've we've all sort of not all of us, but I think the majority of people have joined, you know, jumped back on the wagon, haven't they? We've got on the bandwagon, you know, people are enjoying themselves watching town again. It's not all about results. There are other things as well. You know, there's, you know, that we, as we mentioned last week, the whole thing behind Daz as well and how the club have handled things like that and, and jumped in with things like that mean a lot to people like me and Poz, you know, and, and, and all of us really, um, you know, so it, the club are doing the right things. I think the club have done the right things all season. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a Dean thing coming back in. I think the club have, have really done well all season with things like that. And, you know, there's a lot of good people working there and I hope we get promotion for the fans as well as, you know, people like Robin Kennedale, you know, Pozzo, you always sing the praises of, don't you, in support of services and, you know, the good people behind the scenes who uh, who deserve, you know, the recognition or, or don't get the recognition, you know, that they get. You know, Lee Bromby, you mentioned, Cosy, uh, we've, we've sung his praises in the last few weeks, but, you know, there are those things going around at the minute where people are saying, who's your player of the season? Who's your unsung hero, etc." You know, you know, people are saying Oliver Turton, but there's a Ginger Cafu song. He gets sung every week. You know, Lee Bromby is probably the unsung hero of Huddersfield Town because, you know, it's one of those jobs where if you do it brilliantly, nobody talks about you. Whereas if you make a mistake, everybody's on your back. Uh, so, you know, you know, Lee's done phenomenally there. And not only is he just the guy that goes and gets the players, but he's the guy that Carlos leans on when he needs help. You know, he's the he's the person yeah. that will, will will guide Carlos through and say, look, Carlos, we're not doing quite well here, there and there. We need to improve this and Carlos will go away and work on it. And they both work in tandem. It's not just, you know, Carlos, you know, at the wheel of a, you know, a massive, massive, you know, container ship. So, you know, it's a, it's a real team effort. And I, I, I would love this football club to get promoted for these people because they fully deserve it. I just think every time we've we've had a downer, we've come back. It's just a sign of quality. Middlesbrough game at home when it's lowered as colours and anyone with any kind of football now would have said, right, they'll go on and probably chance for top two. I think I said that and, and we'll drop out of it. We didn't. The Bournemouth one was another one. Obviously, March, it was, this is our chance for automatic. And then I remember I remember going in the varsity after the game, sort of warehouse after the game and, and I were like, you know, we're still there. We're still fine. We're like, we won't be in playoffs. Don't you worry about that after today. And yeah, it's like we're there. It's like even our own fans have doubted us at times. And every time we've had a setback, we come back and that as well. Obviously, that Fulham we got battered, but I think we bounced back. And maybe it was again Preston the Tuesday, was it? And then that's just sign of class, mate. It really is good. And you know, I love what love what we're about. The Forest Cup game was a bit of an heartbreak, wasn't it? Because we had yeah. you know kind of Liverpool and stuff. But again, it didn't derail us. And it, we've got such great leaders in that team and people that just like. Mental monsters, they call them, don't they? Like mental but, monsters. Honestly, it's so good. We we should be so proud of us. It's a club, man, team. But like, it's all going to be defined in the next, you know, eight days. Of course, yeah. Phil, pause. Jump in or not? Do you know, I, I'm just listening, listening to obviously the the comments regarding 
everyone who's who's done a good job, especially you know Lee Bromby and stuff. But I tell you what, will be interesting, and I know it's you know the excitement of playoffs is, is here upon us. But what's going to happen after either or? So if we go up or, or we stay down, it'd be really interesting to see what plans they've got in place for next season um, in terms of player recruitment and thoughts. Because like I say, there's there's a few players out of contract probably moving on. Um, what kind of targets have they got if we do stay down? What kind of targets have they got if we go up? Do they have any at all? It's really interesting to, you know, I've never really been involved in any of that process, and 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 I bet you know to have a bit of an insight into what that room looks like in Bromby's well, office with. I'm hang on, hang I'm on. Sure Aren't you are you mates with Danny Schofield? Can't you just send him a quick text now and just ask him? They're very professional, aren't they? I was stood with, I was stood <laughs> yeah, away yeah. the other week. Um, we were uh, two our two kids were at a tournament in Oakham and. I was still having a chat, and um, they don't really they don't really offer much up, to be honest. Oh. Uh, apart no, apart from just kind of discussing, you know, what what the players and and, and the groups kind of like, and like I mentioned before, the, the these massive positive signs coming out there, where they were really positive about um, the young lad from France uh, went on loan to Harrogate. Diarra, is it? Oh, Diarra, yeah, it's um, really good. Really, really positive about him. Um, so obviously, there's there a, a couple of players that maybe. Sneaking next year, but yeah, I just I just think it's a, a really interesting time at the moment. Like Cosy said, like it's we're proud to be a town fan at the moment. You know, this is a major bonus for us uh, because we never thought we'd get here. So, what what's the plans for next year? Um, and obviously, all will be revealed hopefully after yeah, whatever happens. That. But honestly, I, I just today, find yeah. it really intriguing because Three I think if today. I think I think that I think it's like the acid test there. If if they get if they get it right. Whatever we do, whether we whether we go up or or, or stay down, um, we're in for a good ride again, aren't we? Yeah, so, I think so. I'm not worried. Um, I'm not worried to see. I think that was the thing with two, 2017 because it felt like shit or bust, didn't it? Completely, yeah, yeah. completely. Yeah. Because Wagner had gone, uh, and then that would have that was like the house of cards. David Wagner was the house of cards with that team, wasn't he? If he'd have gone, it'd have all come down. But there'd have been no yeah. Aaron Moy. There'd have been no, you know. Um, Hef's had his injuries after that. There'd have been no yeah. sort of well, thank you know, there'd have been no Adam Diacabi, and what a shame that would have been. But you know what I mean? There'd have been <laughs> there'd have been some real sort of, you know, Tommy Smith might have gone. I think Brighton were interested in Tommy Smith, and you know, it would have been difficult to you know keep that team together with. And Jan Ziva would have probably come in at that point as well. So um, yeah, so we were probably saved from from uh, from a worse fate maybe at that point but yeah it is, it is interesting but you know it, i'm not going to worry about that or think about that until after the playoffs and uh let's have a look online what people are saying as well so they've been listening to us um long enough let's have a look so i thought i said steve blackman then but it's steve blackburn we have a team playing and fighting for each other with everyone knowing their roles to a t look like a well-oiled machine so far i think that was the thing about bristol city it was just we controlled that game as well. It was just so, you know, we, we took the game, we went 2-0 up and just kept them at arm's length. I was, re- I was really impressed. I know it wasn't the most exciting one, but I was really impressed with how we dealt with Bristol City, even though they might have been on the beaches with the towels down, etc. Uh, Dag Barnett says, I didn't understand why people were so pleased it was Luton. A very tough game in every sense, in the same way as they have nothing to lose. Joseph McGregor, he was, he was messaging me earlier saying, what are you podcasting tonight? I've got lots of things to say. So come on, Joe. Let us know exactly what you've got to say. Although he's only said so far, I predict a promotion. So I think he's just come on to. <laughs> I think he's just come on to. Glo- <laughs> it's coming on to gloat. Although we're not promoted yet, Joe. So don't get too carried away. Um, Poz is uh, on about the lottery numbers to Joe as well. So well done, Poz. Poz is more involved in uh, 
in the YouTube comments at the minute. Uh, Jody says, I had faith in Carlos turning things around, but I did say ninth, not third. I think she said ninth last season. I think you might have said a little lower this year, Jody, but I'll ignore that. Uh, Bez says, can Bromby request, uh, repeat his transfer window miracle in the Premier League? And I think that's going to be a really interesting thing. That falls into what you were saying, Phil, that bit, because yeah. I think Town, I've had this conversation with other people before, and I won't name drop anyone because, you know, uh, it was more sort of mates and stuff. But, you know, Town are really good at buying players in a bracket between zero and like 1.5 million. And as soon as they've gone out of that bracket, things have gone a little bit mental, haven't they? Uh, yeah. Schindler, 1.8. So we'll stretch it from not to 1.8. And Aaron Moy, obviously, but we had him on loan anyway, so he doesn't count. So Town have not really proven, Town have proven they're really good at buying cheap players like Sauber and developing and things like that. And, and we have done for the last 10 years. But outside of that, a little bit sketchy. And I think if you're buying Premier League players, then... Who knows? But there are some free, good free transfers available, Phil, this summer. Jed Wallace, you know, people like that available. You know, it wouldn't be a bad, bad idea. But, you know, let's let's cross that bridge when we come to it. I'm getting too carried away. Uh, Dag Barnett says, it doesn't matter what we think because the players believe they can do it and that's possibly our X factor. That's a credit to lots of people. Uh, Terry 72 says, if we do go up, then I doubt Edmonds, Green or Diara will get a chance and will be another season loan, probably. Uh, and Ponte Terry says, our set pieces could be the difference as well. So, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of pluses that Huddersfield Town have. Uh, in our armory which is really interesting so yeah so when we mentioned that we know the who the four are going to be it was really interesting to see that the whole forest thing because i wanted luton i wanted luton based on the injury situation at luton if luton get all the players back they are tough honestly they are they're they're similar to us they are a very sort of direct um but tough side they are very good when they have a full strength side out luton you know they've got adibayo up front um you know who we missed out on signing last year uh, they've got Alan Campbell in midfield, who's been really impressive. Berry, uh, Henry Lansbury. They've got uh, the guy on the wings, really impressed with this year. Fred Onyedinma, uh, really good player. Um, you know, James Bree has had an excellent season. He's out of contract as well in the summer. You know, he's he plays sometimes right centre back, but he does the overlapping thing and gets forward really well. He's had a really good year after uh, he he was at Barnsley. Phil, you might remember him. He was at Barnsley as a right back, and he followed John Stones in getting a big move to Aston right. Villa, but that one went down south and he's just recovering now and showing you know what a quality player he has or is uh they've got bradley at center back who's a big you know big unit big nasty defender you know so they are a good side loot and they're very very good side well drilled you know similar to us in you know in terms of you know how structured they are so it's not i don't think it'll be a game for the purists at times i think it'll be really tough i think it'll be aggressive and you know and it could be you know like like it's been mentioned a set piece or something like that could decide it either way and uh, I, th- I generally think if Luton are at strength, it's a real 50-50 game. Cosy, you look like you want to jump in there. Yeah, I mean, I just, obviously, we did, it's only recently when we played them on the Monday night and that as well. It's like, it's to repeat, isn't it, Monday night, a week tomorrow. But And that could have yeah, gone either way, couldn't it? Yeah, I think, I think it does worry me a little bit. I were at our cricket club last night. There were people coming up to me saying they were booking this and that for Wembley. And, oh, uh, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll beat them, no problem, and all this lot. And I'm thinking, oh. we're, oh, they, they are good. Chesties. Like, well, a minute. You're on, <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't like that. And the, obviously, Friday, you've got to think that. They probably thought, I, I thought they'd beat Reading, but after Fulham destroyed them last Monday, they might have thought, well, we're done here. Especially with all the injuries, so they've got in there. So it's almost like they deserve to be in there. To be fair, they've been up there with us, but they'll be ready for us on Friday. The place will be bouncing. It's an absolute bear pit there at Luton. I, I would. I've only been there once, Phil. You like it, don't you? But I, I was stunned. It's an intimidating place to play. They're yeah. right on oh. top of it. I tell you what, because who, who, who do you think Luton would have wanted? 
I just think they were happy to be in there, Phil, to be honest with you. I don't but if they could pick a team out of the three, who, would, who do you think they would have wanted to play? Forest, I reckon. I don't know. I, I think either Forest or Sheffield United. Yeah. I don't think. I, I, I think Sheffield United will beat Forest in that other playoff. I've got a feeling, and so. well, that would mean nothing, man. But I'd like, I'd like yeah. them to. I'd like them to. <laughs> Another thing as well, obviously on Friday, it's like we weren't going to have a thousand fans, which we'll talk about later on with the tickets and stuff like that as well. But the one thing, thing is, Carl, how can we tell Carlos what to do and what have you and stuff? But the first leg of the playoffs, to me, it, it, they seem to be poor games. I watched. Both the Wickham and, and obviously it would tell about it saying off. I didn't see it tonight, but I watched that Sunderland and Wednesday game on, on Friday night and that as well. And to me, it was it was just about staying in the game. Okay, yeah. And that, it does worry me that because it's like I don't like, you know, just that kind of tactics. To me, I just think just go out and try and win it. You know, never mind we've got the home leg and stuff. So I just hope he doesn't overthink it. A la Pep maybe uh, does sometimes in in the big games. It does. I, I'm not used to being the favourite. I think that's what I'm trying to say. I'm not used to being the favourite. It's just, it's just nailed it as Paz. We, we have to win the away game because we've never won a home leg in the playoffs. So we have to win the away game. We always lose at home, so we need to win 3 0 away, don't we? We'll lose 2 0. Have we had five? I think How many playoff campaigns have we had? I think we've one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I think we've drawn five of them at home or something like that and then lost. Three or four. Something. We've never won. We've never won an home like in playoffs. No, there's Bournemouth on penalties, but that doesn't really count, does it? Over there. Uh, it doesn't count, does it? Does, doesn't, doesn't, it? doesn't, doesn't, doesn't. We've got the best team though to play, haven't we? I mean, God, Luton or podcast will probably play this back when they beat us, but yeah. we are. We are. I don't know, mate, because if they have the full strength side back, they they are very good. And for you know, there's there's ways, there's pros and cons of looking at all four. Really, you look at Sheffield United and think, Sheffield, look at Sheffield United's played playoff record. They've been in ten and never won a single one. You know, so that, you know, people will point to that. You know, you look at Nottingham Forest and, you know, people will say after Forest lost to Bournemouth, are they, you know, they had a bit of a hit. You know what I mean? They they didn't, they failed to beat Hull when they needed to probably win to finish third, lost to Bournemouth after not doing well second half. Forest, you know, the, the people will look at that. But Forest, you, you spin that on its head and Forest are the best side this year going into it. You know, it's, it, I think you can look at different positives and negatives of all four teams, really, including us. Yeah, I know because they said like we're favourites against Luton, and on paper we probably are. But again, that just that's that's just worries me. Builder, I think <laughs> I, I think all four of them teams that are in there, they're all as equal as you're ever going to get in a playoff campaign. I think it's genuinely everyone's got a twenty five percent chance, haven't they? I think exactly. people will talk about Forest because they're not in Forest. People talk about Sheffield United because you know historically. Decent, and if all they'll probably laugh at down Luton or even playing each other for a place in Premier League because that's how people look at football teams these days. They just look at the club name and they don't know anything about what's gone on. They just look at Luton or the other stadium, so they're obviously crap how they got there. You know, just feel they haven't spent any money, they're obviously crap how they got in there, kind of thing. But you know, you look at town's record against the three teams that are in there this season, and you know, it's been pretty decent. And um, we've, you know, we've beaten a couple. And we've lost to a couple, so it's, there's no nailed-on favourite this time, I don't think. Uh, but it does have a little bit of shades. I know we keep talking about 2017 because it's so easy to do, isn't it? But it has a little bit of shades of the. Um, it's going to be Fulham v. Wednesday yeah. Final. And uh, everyone's looking at that Sheffield United Forest, Forest thing, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone's looking at that, going, like, the winner's going to come from that, aren't they? And us and Luton yeah, will just yeah, but, do our thing, I think. You know, football doesn't work like that. And I think the way that town play, on if we execute our plan the way we can execute it, I'm not I'm not scared of anybody. You know, I'm uh, 
might get slagged off here, but I'm delighted VAR has been used for it. I I can't believe for a division like ours with what's at stake, I haven't been used for it and stuff. I When I walk out of them grounds, you know, I don't know people will say, well, they've got this wrong and that wrong. When we walk out of them stadiums, both legs and what have you, we'll know that if we've lost, it'll have been proper loss. Not like, I know you could argue, if, if there were a Maradona kind of incident and stuff like that as well, that'd be more heartbreaking. I'm glad. Yeah, all right, we might have to temper his celebrations, but to me, that just adds to the excitement. I, honestly, this week's going to be a long week for us town fans. Every oh. day is going to feel like 48 hours. It's it's so exciting. And, uh, as long as, are, as, long as Jeremy one. Simpson's not in the VAR room, I'm okay with it, I think. Oh, I think that's it's going to be so exciting. And it's like before, the worst thing, you're watching all these other playoffs like Hillsborough tomorrow night, you know, second leg and stuff. And yeah, I think with it, Jody, when it mentioned there, the MK Dons of Wickham, it's... It's our turn Friday. It's going to be absolutely off the scale, man. I can't believe it. We're in the playoffs to, for the big, big boys league. It's incredible. Mm, and I just I think the only thing I've written down about Luton is beware the wounded animal because that's 7-0. They seem to have reacted quite positively to that. So Yeah, that, that Lewis O'Brien thing, that's got to be a, a smokescreen load of bollocks, Phil, hasn't it? Come on. Why? <laughs> Get a smoke, Phil. Looks. Today and stuff. Mate, it please tell me that. I'm going to find games. People at club and no one's giving me anything, man, about any injuries. Cards, gonna, people are... Yeah, they will do, won't they? Well, they will do. It's that time of year, isn't it, where you know, if you, when you're in this situation now, you want to keep everything close to your chest. So, oh. yeah. I mean... He'll play, won't he? Yeah, well... Yeah. You tell... You tell I mean, it, you, talking about Sauber Thomas and I would always, I would always say I wouldn't... I wouldn't I wouldn't risk somebody who was not fully fit. That's just my opinion. I'd rather have someone who's who's fully fit and you know three quarters of a player that wants than than someone who's not fit. But you know, you try and tell Lewis O'Brien not to play if he's a, if he's struggling with a little bit of a niggle. He's playing all day, all day. Bill, this is a, a weird question, but playing under night night on this under lights on Friday night compared to you know on an afternoon with no lights and stuff. What? Is that, to, as a player, does that have any bearing or does it make you feel like more excited and stuff like that as well? Or, or not really, it's just a... I think, the night, I think the night games were, I think they were a lot more tense. Uh, I think the, the, the afternoon games, it's just you run on the mill, but I don't know, it just, for me, it just seemed that the night games, it just seemed to be a little bit more on it. Um, but it's, got, it's going to be, you know, when you were talking earlier, I, I'd take a draw. Down there, I really would. I'd oh, take a, I'd take a ten spar draw down there. Well, you don't really want to play for it, though, Phil. There's two. No, 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 no. But, but, but we, we've talked about this all year, and you know, a lot of people talk about the fact that we've got the the kind of game that suits playoff football. Um, where it's it's quite you know composed and and thoughtful and and was was solid in, in as a defensive pack. Um, so I, I think I don't think we're going to change much. I really don't. I think we've been doing it. We've been playing the kind of way that you'd expect us to play in this playoffs all season. So if it means we're going to have a couple of uh, crap second halves, two more crap second halves to come, um, that'd be great for me. Bill, it's yeah. going to be so feisty. If you think of that first game, remember, we got charged for not controlling his players, as obviously yeah, they did. Yeah. A bit of handbags, yeah. but obviously spilled over. They're, they're, the desperation stakes for probably Luton are thinking it's now or never. A bit like... Yeah. It's going to be like... You know, whatever team they got that are home the first leg, they've got honestly they're going to throw everything at us. It's going to be an absolute war. Yeah, man. that crowd down there, they, they do. They get, they, yeah, they do. They get behind them, and it's you know it's one of those stadiums. It's right on top of you. 
and and you know that little bit of pressure the first um, first leg if if we go under the cosh a little bit you know it's going to take a you know quite a, a good few characters mm. to to stand up and be counted and, and you know and, and drag it drag it I back think, round so positive is it we've got that Phil I think we've I got do that yeah character. yeah hundred percent just a perfect example first time crowd getting up and. Just, just let Lee Nichols roll around that floor for five minutes with ball or something stupid. You know what I mean? No, they're, they're yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. Inverted kind of shit house tactics yeah. that we've kind of developed this season, and you know I'm all for it. And I think I always think back to Millwall um, under oh. Clark, was it? And we, we went there, and our players just shriveled. Do you know what? I, I still and lose my I still lose my head with that because Gary Roberts was embarrassing. He was playing left wing, and it, and he was actually playing in behind the striker. They were that worried about staying out wide. It, it, it was, I remember Robbie Williams not going oh. to get ball because it was close to the stand. Yeah. I don't Absolutely see ridiculous. I see no. this as a team. This team will stand up and, and be counted. And... I tell you what, if someone did that in this team and they walked into that we change room, might be you know, we can we can create that sort of atmosphere in our stadium as well. So, also, I'm going to ask you about that. Does Do you think, because Matt, you texted me earlier on and, and it was interesting to. Just worry me a little bit. Are we? I mean, we got nineteen thousand there yesterday, but are our fans gonna create that cauldron that we need? It's almost like before we were like, "Wow, this is." I mean, mm. I suppose maybe not though, because you think that Wednesday game. I know it felt a bit weird did that. The the crowd would get, I think, the nineteen thousand. We didn't feel like a an atmosphere. They're gonna be like loving it. Probably there'll be people on on hill from that two in the afternoon at Luton. Want to be one big party? They'll be up for it, massive. Does what I mean, kind of like speak to some of our fans. It's like some of them are even might not even go. I can't believe it. It's like bloody hell, it's a playoffs. Same fan, or do you mm. think? I mean, obviously, you guys have posted about the march and what have you before the game. Do you think I'm a bit unduly worried for no reason when we can just, you know, everyone's going to turn up and we're going to have that, you know, party? Because I don't know. I just got it's just weird at the moment, mate, with some of our fans. Yeah, I think it'll all depend, obviously, what happens in first leg. You know, that can have a big bearing on atmosphere. But I, I remember we've played, oh, I can't remember the team now. Someone will be someone will be able to remind me. We're in a semi-final. Carlisle, I'm tempted to say. I think we were 3-4-0 down in first leg and nobody gave us any hope in Ellen. Um, I don't think we went through, but there were only about 8,000 there. And that atmosphere that night was probably one of the best that, that stadiums ever had. Um, and I think... I think there's a lot of bravado causing sometimes around about town fans and stuff like that. You know, I'm not going to bother going because X, Y, and Z. And I think when push comes to shove, it's easy to say that you're not that bothered. But you get in a you get in a stadium on a playoff semi final five minutes before kick off, and if you don't, if that doesn't you want to get behind your team, then you might as well not bother going at all because there's no way that you could just go and just be like, well, it's just another game because it's not, especially in championship playoffs as well. You know, to get to Wembley and you know, then who knows what might happen. So I'm. I'm fully confident and obviously. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. 
just old school stadium. You're right near the pitch. Great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You know, on Saturday, there were, it were a decent amount of noise, not just from South Stand either. Kilmer were pretty full, were pretty full and uh, they were making some noise as well. So it seemed more like a party atmosphere rather than an intimidating atmosphere on, uh, on Saturday. But I think on, on Monday night, if we need to, you know, sort of get behind the boys, then I can't see any reason why anybody wouldn't. Um, I think twenty pound, an absolute masterstroke from from town. So, you know, massive, massive hats off to them. People obviously renewing season tickets this this month as well. So, to make it twenty pound for an adult is is, you know, hopefully they'll be rewarded with a with a full house. Yeah, I hope they're not getting charged twenty, thirty two quid for looting away just because mm-hmm. we've only got a thousand. They know that that's all we can get. Absolute bollocks, man. You want that for league game? Oh, I, I, I'm the same. I'm just hoping that you know people people get down to the ground and really, really roar this team on pause because you know the, these lads deserve it, don't they? They've they've given everything all season. You know our crowds have been all right; they've been fine. Uh, but I think we can maybe do a little bit better for the playoffs. You know, get you know get it full, get over twenty thousand in there. You know, the tickets are a decent price, twenty quid. You know, tell your mates, tell your brothers, tell your sisters, tell your parents, tell everyone. You know, you know get. Get everybody down there, and, and let's you know let's get Huddersfield Town over the line until Wembley because you know it, it's it's huge. You know the, these are huge games against Luton, and they're going to need everyone, every drop of you know Phil's mentioned before on the podcast. You know that the the support of the fans really does really does it's count. It, you know it does count. You know get people down there. You know and open your mouths and get cheering, and let's you know let's do our bit, and hopefully the you know the players will do theirs as well. So that's all I've got uh, to say. When you think of the playoff games, I'm. Might come on it now. I don't know if I'm nicking your running order, Matt, but it's like I'll go for it. When I'm the defining moments in town, for obviously we're never going to win an FA Cup or what have you, even though well, we've already done that and we? we don't want to win it again. But it's like <laughs> it's only you remember it. There's, there's some <laughs> stuff that's just dead in your memory, and that well, there's so many they're incredible. Town have this great knack, don't they? We never seem to get through comfortable or we get knocked out in, in tears and stuff. It's never it's anything straightforward with town, and you do. It'll be like that these next two and that as well. It's mm. obviously Brentford and God, I don't even know where you start. All our games just seem to be absolute epic. Let's do it in chronological that. order then, mate, because, you know, Peterborough was, yeah. I, I was what, 10, something like that, 10, 11 oh. when we played Peterborough. And I remember. Were you born? Pause, we, pause, pause is an old man. It looks. 92, It looks older than the rest of us, does pause? Yeah, forty five next year. <laughs> but I just I just remember I went to the away leg. It was like one of the first away games I've ever been to. And I just remember the noise behind the you know, in that away end. It was it was standing, it was absolutely rocking. I've never seen you know, I've I've seen, I've seen very few atmospheres like that. It was so loud. And recently I've been doing a few videos for Ian Dunn and a few other little bits and I found some of the footage from behind the goal and it's absolute carnage behind there. And it's yeah. it's phenomenal to how loud it is. It's 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 you know, real sort of Cup football, European football, it's brilliant. And I remember going down there, and I think there was a bit of a sense cause of job done, you know, because we got the draw and they scored in the last minute, but we dicked them. And, you know, we, we just thought, do you know what? We've, we've got these. And then we scored early at our place, didn't we? And, and, and to be honest, it, the shades of Barnsley with it because we were the better side for yeah. three halves. And then after this, in the second half, 
it just it as a kid it destroyed me because it's the first real time I've had to I, I'll be honest I cried and had three days off school when we almost when we didn't get Spurs in the FA Cup when Blackpool came and beat us in an FA Cup a delayed match against Black but you know that absolutely ruined me inside that it was the first proper like real heartbreak when I think was it Worrell Sterling scored and then was it Cooper or something like that scored for Peter but that crossing and the diving header and it, and them all going mad with five minutes left and it's like shit it's over and horses on the pitch, mate. There were a bit of bother uh, after, but again, a lot of is tailored. I think we have the season went, and I just felt again it were like we were. I suppose everyone's going to say that in a class, but I thought we'd had it snatched away. We deserved that promotion at least to get to the bloody final, and to not even to do that, it was just heartbreak. I remember Jacko in tears and on the pitch, and yeah, and obviously the, after that, it, this is what Phil was saying earlier. Like, where do we go after the players? Because I think history with us, we were shit kind of the year after. <laughs> yeah, we shit, don't we? We just kind of get relegated and stuff. So it was a long time between drinks till Mick Buxton, we got Mick, back in there. Um, so Mick Buxton had to come back and save out. us the year after. You might remember he came back, didn't he, as yeah. uh, assistant to Ian Ross and you know and saved us. But that that Peterborough game was an absolute you know absolute shocker. Brentford, um, Brentford, ninety four, ninety five was the first time we did it. And Brentford, the the Brentford away game is probably one of the people's most favourite moments of as, as a Huddersfield Town fan. And I just remember not being able to go because I were 13 or something at school. Um, you know, nobody I knew was going down to London and I wasn't allowed to go on a travel coach by myself, according to my mum, you know, as, as a 13, 14 year old. So I, it's the only playoff game, the only leg that I've not been to. Uh, and I was good. I absolutely devastated because it looked phenomenal. Uh, Cos, did you manage to get down there or were you uh, I were there. Scoring? I was going to, I walked 10 minutes after the game to ring my mum from the phone box just to say how happy I was. That we'd got promoted, put him with ten p's. <laughs> you, no, do you not? Do you not reverse calls? Oh. I don't reverse it, mate. Reverse charge. <laughs> do you remember that? Oh, do you, my, Dodgy my abiding memory of that is listening to it on the pulse on in in the kitchen at home, oh. and we had this stereo in the in the kitchen listening listening to it, and I were just a wreck. I couldn't listen to any of it. I just I just honestly I couldn't listen to it. I went upstairs during the penalties. I remember sort of walking into the living room and Pat Scully missing. And I was just in an absolute mess inside. And I walked, and I just went, I can't listen to it. And my mum was listening to it with me. I just said, just let me know when, when, just let me know when it's over. And I just remember her shouting, oh, stupid goalkeeper, when I was going up the stairs. <laughs> and I just sat in my bedroom, just in my head, in my head in my hands. And I remember five minutes oh. later, my mum just like opening the door and she went, Matt, I'm like, what? We're going to Wembley. And I was like, and it was honestly, it was brilliant. I remember running downstairs and, you know, and, and you know, I were in the bottom tier, and and it's a bit similar to Luton there, really. But you're almost like below sea level, like in that Brentford away bottom tier and stuff. And I just remembered, just like you couldn't see much. You were looking through like players' legs and stuff like that as well. And I just remember when Bully come up to take it and that as well. And obviously, I could, you can still, I can still see it kind of now in my head when it's, he spins around and he kind of, and honestly, you just saw him just run off and oh, and then the players run towards us and. It was incredible. Inflatable bananas were being thrown that night. Do you remember them? They were yeah. good, weren't they? Bully doing his handstands, weren't they? Ronnie Jepson just like yeah. going mad. And It felt know. like we'd achieved something special then, Matt. But then part of you thinks, well, hang on a minute. I suppose we'll, hopefully we'll come on, we'll have a playoff final special in a week or two. But part of you thought, well, hang on a minute. Well, we've done is got to the final. But because it was Wembley and stuff. And then obviously we had, we got there the year before in the... Uh, Autoglass and that as well. It were like, wow, we're back again, and it's just brilliant. Yeah, Bristol Rovers and Matt. That I think my abiding memory of that one is being right behind Boothie's header as it just went into the top corner. It was so so perfectly behind it, 
And then Marcus Stewart just running as ragged and how amazing he was. But Gareth Taylor also missing the easiest chance I've ever seen on a football pitch where I think Stewart hits the bar and it sits up for him to volley him from a yard out and he slices it and you just know it's your day, We're don't only you? dealing in semis though, Matt. Are we dealing? We've only got semis on tonight, mate. <laughs> I'll get... I'm trying to I'll put, think, oh, the next one... Might need to see a doctor, next, mate. But <laughs> The next one, or the one that's probably the most unnoticed playoff season ever that no one kind of really talks about. It, Lou Macari's... Uh, also, also no we had no look towards us at all, even by his own fans that year. No. And we, we managed to amazingly get in them playoffs, but it was almost like Brentford's karma, wasn't it? Brentford's revenge time. And yeah, we were falling apart, weren't we? Towards you know, towards the end of that season, yeah. I think players were falling. We were falling off with injury, and I remember Gerald remember Gerald Eiffel playing away at Notts County, and Damien Damien Delaney, who ended up being a decent yeah. centre back, playing left midfield. Yeah. And you know we had we, and Notts County beat us, didn't they, to stay up? And that wasn't a good sign the week before. And I remember Boothie having two disallowed goals in the home leg, and and mm-hmm. and laughing at he Lloyd. Him for like three minutes at well. Yeah, that left foot, keeper dropped it in, didn't he? He hit it from outside the yeah. box, and keeper dropped it. Yeah, I oh, yeah. do you know? I just remembered that laugh. My mate laughing at. Lloyd Owusu because he did an article in one of the newspapers saying how he thought he was the next Didier Drogba and oh, and then he absolutely stuck one in the top and we all laughed at it and then he absolutely stuck one in the top corner to level it and I think Brentford deservedly got through there though didn't they yeah they did and I remember that season Matt just thinking it would a miracle that that were like an achievement so it was totally a different feeling to say if we lost to Luton it was almost like unfinished business here where that just felt We've done as much as we can. Obviously, Leon Knight wasn't available and that, that was massive on it in the game. Yeah, Leon. And that's weird. Looking back, that's really weird, that, because Leon Knight got sent... I, Looking back, I thought Leon Knight got sent off um, in the last home game. But he actually, the really weird way they did it was the suspension didn't kick in for two weeks. He played like three games after he got sent off and then he got suspended. Yeah, he, it was really he, weird. I remember that as well. Like, yeah, they should have. Right? And then yeah, play a couple of games. Yeah, and then yeah. that's when your suspension came in. It was, yeah, well, yeah, it's stupid how, how things. I think it was to give you two weeks to appeal or something at the back then, but um, never did. And he, he, missed, he missed the two games, which was a bit of a shocker. But the next one, I think there's only one man who can talk us through the Lincoln semi um, from 2004, and that's Phil. In fact, that's Pos. No, I'm joking. That's Phil. You know, Phil, that... I didn't even go in there. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't watch the games. I've only ever been to two away playoffs. Like, Shocking. She's really, really weird. Shocking. But anyway, go on, Phil. Phil, tell us about no, that they... Lincoln, because they stuffed us in the league at their place, didn't they? 3-1, they beat us. Gary Taylor Fletcher scored, didn't he, at Sinsel Bank? Yeah, we hate, we hate going there. Um, Keith Alexander. Gaffer always, yeah, Gaffer would always putting things up wall about what Keith Alexander had said to lad, about the lads in purpose and stuff, and it was just... They were just horrible. They, they were, and, and you know, it, it's a way of getting your place to play for you, isn't it? And they were nasty. They were awful. Like coming past changing banging on doors, all kind of boring stuff. Um, but just trying to intimidate. And, and yeah, it were, um, it were, it were, it were, it were tense. It were, it were a, a good game. What score were it at their spot? Did, did we, did we get the advantage? We won, we won what, two one. one David Murphy, Murphy scored. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm yeah. Sure the, the eyebrows. 
corner. Yeah, I'm yeah. Sure the game was stoked up with that because I remember that Pavel Abbott unbelievable offside. The influence. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that that it, wasn't it, offside. That wasn't offside. It's the rules. Of, I still can't. The rules I that still season. Have no idea it, whether that is offside or not. Do you know, I shall, shall I explain why it's not offside? And it's and it's rubbish. The rules are rubbish. But what they had that season, they had zones, so you could only be offside in a zone. So when the ball got played forward to Boothie, that was the zone which you, you give the decision on. And then the thing is, Boothie doesn't flick it. It comes off Ben Futcher. And then that no, goes yeah, yeah. into another zone. Then that technically went into another zone at that time where Pavel Abbott stood. And it's a ridiculous rule that got scrapped after that yeah. season. But because Ben Futcher flicked it and not Boothie, it gave yeah, onside. Yeah, it did. They used Honestly, it, there. it was so far offside that it won offside. In, in today's, in any other any other season's rules, Pavel Abbott is offside. But that season, because of the zone thing that they were using, it were onside, and that's why they give it. it were well, they, they used it to their advantage because I remember going down there, and their fans were nasty. They were like, "Yeah, yeah, they were." Coming that referee, they knew his name. Were like, "You know, this will score this, that, and other." And they were getting really tasty before. So again, a bare pit situation, a bit like. Luton, but if it honestly, if he could hardly walk that, yeah, 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 like, that. I was just gonna mention, bed, yeah, it, it would have funny. He just, he just like, honestly, he didn't move for that corner, just, yeah, he just went like that. He came yeah. off, I'm sure if you look at that, he must have come yeah. off his eyebrows because he's only just sort of moves his head like that. Yeah, the, 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 the only things I remember about those were, were literally before the before, well, after, after the playoffs and stuff, and us going out and Jacko getting us all out on over at hotels and going out in Chester and just doing loads of mad stuff but that that home fixture was just it so was wild man. Jesus Christ it was so tense you just you, you just literally even like us as, as subs and stuff we were just sat on the edge of our seats and you were up and down up and down and you know bless Mac a little little roll over to Robin how loud was that how loud was it Cosy when Rob Edwards hit the back oh, of the net falling around around his ears it was un- yeah. incredible the, it was one of the most iconic things I've ever known at Stim. So I walked out out in Kilner that night and walked out to all the way fans. And there must have been the only time I've ever seen this before when I went to that Champions League final when they were Atletico Madrid played Real and there, there were fans crying. There were Lincoln fans crying, like sat down, and sort of went crying in tears. I, I like patted a few on Ed. I felt sorry because I'm a softy. Oh, I'm, nice I'm, one. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, Proper condescending. They thought they had it. They thought they had it, and they lost yeah. it. And but when that score field and Edward, honestly, the scenes are absolutely wild. Like and, for us, like we were like it was like one of them where it happened, and then we were on pitch, and we were like, oh, you didn't know which direction to run in. You wanted to yeah. run all the way down to the bottom of the pitch, or you wanted to go and grab all the jacko, or you just wanted to go and like belly flop up flight. Where it was so <laughs> random, you just didn't know what to do. Like, everyone was just like, looking at each other. It would have, yeah, really strange do situation that town, town do it all the time. Yeah. Let's do this hell, man. We don't want it this time. Spe- speaking of hell, the Barnsley one in 2006. Now, oh, we went yeah. there and we were class at, at Oakwell. There was about 6,000 town fans yeah. behind the goal. It was absolute racket, amazing noise. Yeah. And Danny, I remember Danny Schofield hitting the post and Boothie doing well. And we scored a really crap goal, to be fair, didn't we? I think Fletcher, Gary Taylor Fletcher got it. But Nick, 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 Colgan, uh, Nick Colgan might have a few questions about that. But he had a decent season that year. And um, I thought we were through, man. Yeah, I did. I thought we were we, through. I got cocky. I got cocky. I thought yeah. we were through. Do you know what, though? I think, I think, I think we all did as well. I, think we, I don't think we were overly confident. Because we were but, better than them, Phil, in that season. Yeah, yeah we were, yeah. Yeah, it, I think it were because it, we were so we were so convincing there. It, it was one of those like we said before coming home to our spot. We thought 
do you know what? We, we've we've got it in locker here, but there were a couple, obviously. I think um, that, that ball popped out of Rab's hands, didn't it? And yeah. a few things that wouldn't normally happen. So it's his, it's his fault, really. Yeah, so, we'd have got to Cardiff yeah. if Phil were in goal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Their mid- well, I, that, I remember that, their midfield. Yeah. People, people are handing like leaflets out for minibuses and coaches to to put it Cardiff again. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. I'm like, I just refuse to take one because I just thought that's just yeah too presumptuous. Yeah, I can't, I can't cope it's... with that stuff like that. But I well, one thing I remember when they got not, their th- not wise, is it? But yeah. one thing I got remember when I got their third is it sounds bad this, but I don't condone it. But he spoke for me that night. The guy. When Rab's cocked up, he smashed his seat. He ripped his smashed his seat and threw it against the fence. It killed about what? You know what? And I thought, I look back, thought, what? I just thought he spoke for us all that night. Yeah, yeah. The performance I, built. Oh, that midfield. Hey, I, I can never forgive him. That Barnsley never. midfield though was was top notch. When it they had McPhail, didn't they? The ex uh, ex Chester yeah. midfield. He was yeah. decent. Deveni, Shuka. Yeah. They had a really good midfield, I remember, and even Paul Reed at the back were pretty yeah, decent. Chris Shuke, yeah. And I think Worthy scored, didn't it? Didn't Worthy scored. He was, was again another really bad yeah. goal, that because he tackled the keeper. And it chested. Eckingbottom ended up smashing it in his own net as well, didn't he? As it was going over yeah. the line, he just like smashed it over. Really weird. But you know, like them others, obviously, we'll come on to we'll come on to others in a sec. But I felt that night it had gone. You know, when they got in front, I didn't see us. I felt it were finished. And yep. even when Worthy scored, I, th- I thought we were shot. I- after an hour, I think we've done it. We've, we've, na- we've ballsed it up. Do you know what's a really good... It's just it. We needed VAR that night, Cos, because the, the penalty that was given was bollocks. It was Danny Schofield pushed, was it? Yeah. Hassle. And he's about two or three yards outside the box, isn't he? And that really swung it as well. I think Barnsley were knocking anyway, weren't they? But, you know, that, that decision sort of really helped swing Andy the game Ritchie, as well. what a manager. <laughs> Get him in, sign it off, <laughs> we did, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, that, that went well. Uh, let's move on from Barnsley. And then the next one, another one we didn't particularly enjoy was Millwall, wasn't it? And uh, oh. the fi- I remember the, the angry scenes from the Millwall fans. There was the Waterloo incident, wasn't there, where they all jumped out of a minibus and... Oh, the Vuvuzelas. That was the, that? the Vuvuzelas. Uh, but I just remember they... The, we won, <laughs> like mosquitoes, weren't they, like flashing around? But I remember winning in the game on Sky and Peter Clark scored with a header, didn't he? We won 1-0 in the, in the Sky game in the league. And then we actually played them in the playoffs. The attendance was less than what it was in the league. And we just and we just didn't seem to really believe the that. The game was terrible. It was yeah. one of the worst yeah, I've ever seen in the playoffs. Well. We just didn't seem to believe oh. we were going to do it, did we? And, and they just... They just stiff-armed us, didn't they? And they, they, they had the experience. They had a better side, really, when they had Morrison and Robinson and whatnot. And Jimmy Abdu, I think he played in midfield. And they just, they just, they, they just sort of played that sort of tough attritional football. And and we sort of really sort of faded. And I think that was the game, really, which really messed with Lee Clark as as his promise as a manager because he still he still denies it, but he changed completely as a manager after that game. He went away from his yeah. When he goes to sleep at night and closes his eyes, he still he still sees that Millwall away match in his dreams, but well in his nightmares as it'll be because as you say, Matt, that ruined him really, didn't it? And I think he, he were trying so hard to wrong to right that wrong um, over next season that eventually it took a bit of an old on him, didn't it? And, and as you say, it kind of ruined his career almost. As a manager, anyway. Yeah, because do you remember being going down to Millwall and we had that bubble, and I remember. I remember 
the bubble on the way out, they'd won the game, Millwall. This was the thing. They'd won the game. And on the way out, there's people on street corners yelling, screaming, throwing stones at the minibuses. And what? that was just the women. You know what I mean? The blokes were even worse. It was honestly... <laughs> you know what, though, Matt? Though, I'll tell you what, this Mad. might be bad having a go at his own fans, but, you know, we we slagged the team up, but the fans didn't turn up. It's about no, 1,200 fans. And yeah, it would have choose tonight and blah, blah, blah. But we were there. Bollocks, we bottled it. The fan base bottled it, mate, that night. We were there, so mate. The we were there. That tunnel looks up and there's no one there. It's like... What a load of shit, but obviously that was a bad night. Hello, pause, were you there? Clark should have signed... He should have signed Jamie Vardy, Clark. That was his problem. Yeah, we didn't, did we? Oh. But let's move on to the next year. The next year was the yeah. Bournemouth. No. And, oh, and, do, and do you know what, Cos? The, the away game, Bournemouth battered us, really. And Donald McDermott, whatever happened to him? He he scored for them. Kevin Zinedine Kilbarn, yeah. Uh, do you know what my favorite my favorite memory of this, Cosy? And I think we went on the same bus. Did we go on the Mill? Did you go on the Millbridge as well? Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I remember at the back of the Millbridge buses, like Digwan, Scoff, and Tony Walsh. And Tony's my mate. And I remember Tony sort of going, uh, "Do you know what sleeping's cheating?" Because it was like three o'clock meet, wasn't it? Because fucking sky and the game kicked off at twelve o'clock or something, didn't it? And I remember, it was really yeah, it was stupid. We had to meet at 3 a.m. And I remember Tony Walsh yeah. going, oh, no, it's a drinking drinking culture. You can't sleep. And and <laughs> and I remember him going and meeting at like 3 o'clock. And he's like, have you been to sleep? And I had been to sleep. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I ain't sleeping. Sleeping's cheating, blah, 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 blah. And then he's on the booze all the way down. And I remember when the corner came over, it must have been Gary Roberts whipped it. It was a left footer, wasn't it? And Zenedin Kilban glanced it in. I remember jumping up and down with my mate Tom and turning around. And Tony Walsh were absolutely K-lined out cold like <laughs> on this seat. And he didn't wake up until we got back into Huddersfield on the way back. We had to sort of like walk him out onto the coach and he was absolutely done over. And on the way up, I think Diggers and everyone, because he would like put like lipstick on top of his head and stuff like this because he passed out and there are all sorts on it. But, you know, really good memories, though, you know, going on the bus and, you know, and Tony, you know, and his, uh, his sleep sleep deprivation, uh, really good fun. And the home game, because you must have thought it were done like I did at 3-2 when oh. Danny Ings is doing his silly face. Yeah, do you remember that? Yeah, Bloody little hell. prick. Incredible, mate. What a night. And again, just like, I know everyone's got their playoff uh, memories, but our club just seems to have so many dramatic ones and... Anthony K, let's say a man who divided opinion in yeah. the sure. Don't think there were many of his T-shirts getting sold in club shop, but... What a header. Man, what a yeah. header. But you know what? Winnings went in and, yeah, and Goodness. obviously scored winning penalty, but, yeah, he's had it at the other end. I remember being in the lower tier, the uh, the north stand, and, oh, my God, the, the noise when it went in. It was sensational, man. And the penalties, oh. It's just a famous night, wasn't it? Just an absolutely famous. Did you night. did you feel that when they were walking around at Lee Clark and had his own family walking around with him at the time? Did you feel that there was a certain we've done it feeling when they were doing the lap of honour? Because I kind of felt that at the time, like they, they were going a bit over with it. I know people do yeah, celebrate. I felt that's but that was a season I felt we deserved to yeah, get automatic. I did. We never do go down, do we? Nah. We never get automatic. Nineteen eighty three, amazing. Half half this panel wasn't yeah. even born then, and we're all old bastards and. <laughs> <laughs> amazing but that uh, that Anthony Kay header this unreal and the penalties even Anthony Kay's penalty where it smacks the bar and you're thinking oh we've, we've got another yeah, one it's alright we've got another one to go and then bounces in and I, I just remember Anton Robinson missing and he slipped and let Danny Ward score during the game as well and 
we thought he was that good. We spent 250 grand on him and uh, he was absolutely shite when he came. But, you know, <laughs> I, suppose, I suppose that's what happens. But he was he was decent for them up until he, he signed for us. But uh, Bournemouth, fantastic. And are you happy to move on to MK? Or you still got some Bournemouth memories? No, no, I, I, thought, I just move on quickly before we start discussing the uh, yeah. So what happened after that? Just, just keep going. Milton Keynes, <laughs> MK. Cause it, we remember going to MK, and I just remember um, oh, what was his name? We were brilliant, mate. Yeah, two we awesome. two nil. Jack Hunt, Jack Lee Novak yeah. swinging it in Rhodes, glancing header, Rhodes. and and yeah. and we we bossed them. But I remember Robinson, uh, James Cor- Fat James Corden. What's his name? The manager. And he, um, he, it really got into his head. Yeah, I think it's Robinson, isn't it? It really got into his head that we'd finished above them on the last game and he was whinging about us having home advantage in the second leg and it really seemed to rattle him. And we went there and they just they just looked so underprepared and we just, Jack Hunt scored and we we, we won easily at a canter really, 2-0. And, and in the home game, Jordan Rhodes scored nice and early as well. I remember the, the away game. I can't remember his name. It's Carl, isn't it? He lives sort of in the Midlands doing with the the box head on from LMFA yeah. and Mark Ainley dancing in the, yeah, in the car park afterwards. Really, really fun memories those. And then in the home leg, Jordan Road scored again and we went one nil up and, and I think that's where Bennett, Ian Bennett got injured and Smithies came on as well, didn't he? And Alan Smith, I remember a fan running up with, against Alan Smith and just tapping him over the head with a clapper. That was there and Alan Smith going mental and chasing this fan across the pitch, trying to leather him. <laughs> that was quite funny. And, um, but yeah, was it? <laughs> You'll tell me after. But Alan Smith scored late on, didn't he? But up until then, when they scored to make it two-one to them, I, I, that's the most I've ever felt quite chilled out about a playoff game because we just sort of controlled that unbelievably, and you know, and got to the final, and we know what happened then. But that MK game, it just it was weird, wasn't it? It just felt we just felt so in control, and it was the third time. And I remember FFP was coming in and we're all worried that Dean won't be able to keep putting money in, et cetera, et cetera. And it was a little, it did feel a little bit shit or bust. But, you know, it, it was really weird how Simon Grayson was complete opposite to Lee Clark. And Lee Clark was really sort of, uh, really highly strung, wasn't he? Whereas Simon Grayson was like the complete opposite. He was like, yeah, I'm, I'm only here because I lost my I lost my favourite job at Leeds. But, you know, this will do for now. Yeah. I remember when Grayson came in, though, it was a strange appointment because like everybody, well, a vast majority were just like, don't want him. He's elite. He's a He's Chester. He's well, elite. I think we went for Warnock first and he went to Leeds, didn't he? So we went for Simon. But it was it was all really quick. And and to be fair, Grayson, Grayson got us through, didn't he? He chilled us through. He didn't even look bothered, Grayson. It was a real contrast to 12 months earlier, though, Poz, because we were sat together, yeah. weren't we, for Bournemouth? And then I remember, yeah, I remember yeah. Simon Grayson was in that makeshift box and all the way through there was Simon Grayson, you're a... Yeah, banker yeah, weren't yeah. they and like 12 months later he's leading us in leading later, yeah, he's, he we're all singing his name and you know how fickle are we you know singing his name and Simon Grayson's Barmy Army and we're off off to Wembley and all that but yeah and then obviously the the last playoff semi is uh, Hills you know nil nil at home it's easy to forget Joel Coleman played in that game you know because Danny Ward was suspended and probably the most boring playoff game you'll see um, but I remember thinking it was quite progress because Chef Wednesday had beaten us twice in the league and quite convincingly at their place and we got a nil-nil and we were the better side uh, and then Hillsborough Cosy you know were we the better side I don't think we were no nah, easy I thought we were better side both games to be honest stats wise will show that as well but I don't know if we were but I just remember what Hillsborough thinking of I didn't fancy that in the playoffs, certainly, but I thought we'd had us time. They're obviously massive. Well, about 98,000 there, weren't there? But 
The, uh, <laughs> like a Coldplay concert with the lights, wasn't it, with the phones? Oh, yeah, and obviously we had a little following, didn't we? Reduce allocation. I think we've met that many yeah, people. Yeah, top Yeah, top tier, what I'll be in that as well. But, oh, man, God, where do you even start with this? It was just incredible. Uh, I still can't believe when I see that goal, I still think it's Naki Wells' goal. I've seen it about nine million times, but it isn't. But I watch it every time I think of that, oh, Naki. And, uh, but when Fletcher uh, put his big uh, head on that ball and the, and the place went absolutely crazy, I, again, I just thought that was it. We were out of it. And but and this iconic things in the Wagner doing is, uh, you know, talk on the pitch, pointing to everyone, a bit like a uh, no, better version Phil of Phil Brown, Brown wasn't it? That was after, I think that was after. The, was that after? Oh, no, it was during, wasn't it? The halftime of extra time. Yeah. Maybe. Tariq Holmes, Dennis, just going nuts when we won, <laughs> sprinting like... What about Hess jumping it wrong, Stanley? Yeah, that? yeah, I do it. Oh. I didn't oh. think they were town fans. Hef was amazing. As a keeper, Phil, for me, Danny Ward's goal celebration, when he saved that penalty, is the ultimate in a goalkeeper's celebrations. Most others might roll on their knees or just get mobbed by all his team. For me, that was the greatest celebration I've ever seen from a goalkeeper. As a keeper, when, you, when you're playing games and you get to see all your mates like running around and celebrating and doing all the, you know, like firing oh. into corner, into corner flags and stuff, and you're just stood <laughs> over an end just like that. <laughs> so to be able to run, to be able to run a full length of a pitch, the only time I've ever done that to celebrate is when we beat um, Swindon away when we got relegated into League Two. And I got loads of stick off at Swindon fans behind goal. They were, singing hi-ho, hi-ho, <laughs> and then shouting all sorts to me, like about parents, etc. And then we won, and I just ran the full length, uh, full width of the away end, and I was just giving them all sorts of hand signals and everything like that. You, 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 there's not many chances you get to do it, and he did it perfect. He, he got it absolutely perfect. The lads could not catch him. They've been grafting all that it time, extra time. Yeah, they were yeah. absolutely couldn't catch him. Lightning. Boom, off. Lightning. Yeah, what a way to celebrate, though. Do you know what I mean? Brilliant. Um, I think that, you know what? That night for me, I don't know about you guys, but that that were better than Wembley for me. Yeah, no, it was for me. Yeah, it was for me. I, I enjoyed that more than Wembley because it were like, if we'd have gone to Wembley and lost, it'd have been absolutely devastating. Don't get me wrong, but if we'd have lost in playoff final, that would have been 10 times worse. In semi final, sorry, it was, but that would have been 10 So times unexpected worse. as well, wasn't it? Because we, we all expected Forestieri yeah. to score as well because he, he was our scourge, wasn't he? He yeah. always scored against us. And then. It was like redemption. I thought beforehand, I remember Jack Hunt stepping up and thinking, do you know what? This would be perfect if, if he misses and you know we win the game. And then he scored and then Jack Payne misses. And then Forestieri walked up and I thought, actually, do you know what? This would be even more perfect if Forestieri stepped up and missed this. And, and unbelievably, it did. Cosy, 54% possession, Huddersfield, 15 shots town, 10 Sheffield Wednesday. There you go. Yeah, there I, you go. I, it just, I just go with my gut half at time and it's a bit smaller than it used to be. Believe it or not. But... Uh, <laughs> No, I, I just felt we were done. I thought we were poor in that first game, and Chef, Chef we Wednesday, ready. Chef Wednesday in that first game never wanted to enter our half. It was the most diabolical. Put they they get slit. Their fans slate they celebrated them. like they'd won they won. Yeah, that, they do. But... They did. Yeah, and they they never tried to attack us once. It was a really bizarre. They thought they could get a nil nil and then beat us on their patch, didn't they? The one thing that's coming to me though, like just discussing all this is, and we've got to remember what happens at Friday. It's it's only it's only halfway through. If we've, I know, I've got to sound like some kind of expert, but so many of the games we thought, like that MK Dons, we thought we were through, and others, maybe I thought we were out. It just shows that I just don't, we don't overthink it and go there to defend and get a draw. Let's just play our normal game. He knows what to do, Kaz. We don't need to listen to this ball, did he? But that's my only worry, you know, just 
if we're winning one nil, let's just go for two and three. Don't let's not be, don't do anything different that we've already done all season. Just play the game, man. And oh, I'm so excited, but just weird, quite really confident, but I'll be so nervous come Friday night. Right, enough of us talking about what what should now be known as Chefcock Wednesday. And we'll talk about what people are saying online in the comments. Not a lot, actually. Uh, Cy Daly, going, going right back. Your mate Cy Daly's here. Uh, Phil, he and he starts by saying, hi, ho, Phil. Uh, no, he didn't really. <laughs> he said, I, I know I know what Phil was angling at, asking who Luton would have wanted. And I agree. I think they would have wanted us. By no means an easy game. Uh, Steve Blackman says, at least with VAR, we'll know if it's off, on or offside, etc. Um, even if it's an ant's leg distance deciding it. Uh, Richard Stace says, do away goals count in the playoffs? Don't think they do. Um, Bez says, I hope they do count, but not double. Uh, Terry 72 says, Matt Glennon said that Tino is an impact player. Would you start him on Friday instead of Holmes? Um, no, I don't think he's fit enough, no Carlos. Chance. said. So you haven't started him already? You never know with Carlos, do you? It makes... No, you don't, but I, he said... He's... You won't surprise the bad cast. No, yet. Carlos has already said that no, Tino can not play. Tino, he's already said Tino can't yeah, play 90 minutes, so... Oh, Obviously, away from home. Yeah, he's more likely to start, isn't he, if we're in the home game, if we're behind after the first leg, maybe. But, um, yeah, so Matt says, I won't be risking Tino at Luton in the playoffs. Whatever you think, Holmes works off the ball. We need 11 Warriors on Friday. Reassess for the home leg if we're chasing them, maybe. It's Tino time. Uh, Dag Barnett says, Brentford was phenomenal. I'm still not sure Bully's penalty went in. Um, Matt says, got the tube to the ground at Millwall that day. Only time I've kept my mouth shut going to a game. Intense, to say the least. Soon to be turned... Soon as turned to the ground, got showered in bottles and glass. Uh, Dag Barnett says, I was in the cowshed 1983. Good for you, Dag. Not many of us were alive then. And then Matt says, do you think we will sell out for the away leg tomorrow? Luckily, I've got a blue and white, but do you think there'll be chance for just season ticket holders to get some? I think there will be. Uh, it's a Friday night, isn't it? I think there's there's about 2,000 blue and white members, 1,000 tickets. So, they all want to go. They won't want to go, but they'll know someone who does. Let's be honest, they'll use somebody who'll want to go, so we'll give them their number or whatever. Possibly. So, so if you but, know, if you've got... I mean, I know, it's, I know it's getting on, and it's a bit of a... I know we've discussed it before, and it's, you know, we're nearly at the back end of the podcast now, uh, but I still think it's a disgraceful way to allocate tickets. Yeah. Um, anyway. And Alphonse... It is to do it, start it halfway through. It's a strange one, because... Sorry, because I was going to say, the club do so much for fans... Um, you know, the, I just want to follow that sort of comment up with some praise, really, just uh, just to sort of balance it out. But the club have done so much for fans over the last few years, and I, I just, you know, like there's a lot going on down at the stadium to get new fans down and kids and all that sort of stuff. But when it comes to something like this, you've got to you've got to base it on on loyalty and away games, yeah. not just for this season. It's for since they decided to implement this originally, I think it was sort of Premier League. Era, then they've got to carry it on. Yeah, I agree. You can't just come in and say, well, if you give us an extra tenner, and I know Dean's come out and explained that, you know, we've hardly sold any, we aren't sold out away all season, and Blue and White, they never really have to use the priority to get tickets. Well, obviously, because it's not sold out, so you'll just hang on and get one whenever they want. Um, but I, it's just a little bit of a, it's the only thing really this season that I could say is probably a negative. Um, but, you know, it is, it is. And the last comment is by Alfonso La Pulsa. It says, there was something in the air that night. His pen was shite, Fernando. So thanks for that, Alfonso. Uh, and then let's finish, Cosa. You uh, put a tweet out earlier, didn't you? You put ahead of tonight's pod. We want to hear your best and worst memories of the playoffs. 
Make them personal to you rather than Wembley 2017, Old Trafford 2011, etc. And we will read the best out tonight. So I've got a list of them in front of me. I'll start reading one or two out. And then when you've caught up, mate, you can uh, jump in. Nah, you could. You want me to do it? Uh, Simon yeah. Copland. Copy's not been on the pod for a while. He's, uh, he's a new father, so everything seems to be going well there, mate. Everything looks great. And he's put, well, never forget the time Matty Donnelly having to spend a few hours behind bars for storming out and kicking a bin after Peterborough's third in 2011. <laughs> he was sat with me, and I don't remember this at all. Uh, I just remember being sat there, and I cannot listen to Katy Perry's firework again without being reminded of Peterborough lifting the the playoff trophy, but I was so mad because I felt so cheated. Just stay for it, Matt. I felt so, I was just so annoyed and so gobsmacked because I felt so cheated because I felt like it was our year, you know, with the run we were on, the unbeaten run. It, yeah, it just felt like our year. And I just remember storming out and storming down the grass banking of the hard shoulder on the on the dual carriageway back to Manchester on my own. I were absolutely what, you fuming. Our fuck, our fuming, <laughs> absolutely seething. I just walked yeah, on seething that. fumes. Um, but yeah. We walked back from Old Trafford to train station and there were no trains, so we all had to get on a bus. There's like three right? train stations in Manchester. I, I, re- I remember getting home and I remember going on the train and Peterborough fans going, oh yeah, we're going to go to Derby next year, Forest. And I just remember thinking, I want to lamp these two, but I'm not that, I'm not that, ca- I'm not that kind of character. I'd never do anything like that. But you know, I was so, so annoyed. I was just like, right, I need to go sit somewhere else. But uh, Charlie, Films Charlie says, best was 2017. My dad eating 13 Almond croissants suffering through the shootout and then speaking to a town fan <laughs> to, to a town fan who seemed to have thoroughly soiled himself on the tube. Uh, worst oh. <laughs> worst was Barnsley at home. It just slipped slowly away after I saw someone getting punched. Fun. And obviously we remember that time at Old Trafford as well, which was probably some of the darkest times we've seen as a town fan. Uh, Doug Thompson says, worst was Peterborough at home, semi-final second leg, 1992. Our first time in the playoffs. I can still see Steve Cooper's head a win. Uh, Steve, headed winner hitting the back of the net later scored in the semi-final to get Airdrie to the Scottish Cup final he sadly died at just 39 he loves it he loves his Scottish football does Doug he's surprisingly despite his broad Yorkshire accent he's Scottish uh, Freddie Cocker says home game against Lincoln 2004 I cried at half time when we were 2-0 down dad consoled me came back and won it he took me out of school for two days with the worst alibi possible so we could go no one cared because well town were in league 2 magic I need to know that alibi Freddie I think uh, Dan Hurd says nothing will top 2003-4 a club in ruins Jacko eight players Effie Sodji Young Guns Stedinio Pav Lincoln Offside Rob Edwards Mansfield Colin Larkin Liam Lawrence Lee Fowler oh. Phil Senior I'm throwing oh, that in Gl- Glory Larkin. what a season <laughs> uh, Jordan Rhodes we started didn't we the only seat yeah. with, with eight, eight yeah, signed yeah, yeah. And one of them was yeah, Phil I don't think he ever mentioned that. No, I don't think he has. <laughs> I, think, I think he's always said, eight. I think he had nine, but one of them was Phil, so he always says eight. And uh, jo- oh, Phil. Sorry, mate. Uh, Jordan Rhodes. <laughs> Jordan Rhodes says, uh, best playoff memory. Oh, did you see Ollie Fisher's TikTok from earlier? I'm going to have to repost that with him looking absolutely mortaled. I'm going to get that repost. I've not got TikTok. Oh, someone posted it on Twitter. It's amazing. Uh, best playoff memory, Hillsborough, May 2017. Me and Dirks22 had done a maths A-level exam in the morning and we were on the 1.12pm train to Sheffield. From the moment Fletcher scored, I was in tears. Felt as good as Wembley and the first time I ever met Ollie Fisher. Well, commiserations, Jordan. 
that's like that's like this is that's like the pleasure pain thing this is the best day, this is it's the like best. the old muller rice advert isn't it the pleasure and the pain sort of thing but uh sivan john says 2012 versus sheffield united watching the game in malaysia via live streaming felt like i was in, inside a pressure cooker throughout the whole 120 minutes ran out of fingernails to chew during the penalty shootout Scream, screamed so loud when Smithy's finger of God sent Simonson's ball straight to the moon. Uh, Scribe Yak Tom, feed the yak and he will draw, said when we went up in 2003, our coach got back at the same time as the town one and saw Jacko and Co. coming off the coach with the cup was a special memory. Worst is obviously Old Trafford. Worst day ever. Uh, Chris Lamipai says, I've never watched 2011 back, not even the goals. It's almost wiped from my memory. 95 was my first promotion as a town fan, so obviously love that one. 2012, my legs were shaking during the penalty shootout. 2017, I was calm as we weren't expected to go up. It'll be the same for these playoffs. Do you know what we haven't mentioned, which was really bad, actually? 2011, the T-shirts, you know, that people throwing the T-shirts was a really shitty move, I thought, from from a lot of town fans. You know, sort of Dean Hoyle had spent personal expense putting these T-shirts out to make everything look blue and white. And a lot of town fans were sort of throwing them back at the players when we lost. I thought that was really poor. And in 2012, when we... Is that why you said? I was collecting T-shirts, yeah. But <laughs> they're all for sale on eBay still, 10 years later. But And then the next year, I remember, I think there were clappers. Dean paid for the clappers, didn't he, in the Sheffield, uh, against the Sheffield, um, at Wembley against Sheffield. And I remember people throwing the clappers, you know, at, when we missed the first three penalties. And then we obviously won and people going around and collecting them then again as mementos. But anyway, Phil Anderson says, Millwall away. Yeah, Millwall away. Terrible night. That bloody chaos being at, getting out of the ground as well. All four to be put on a bus to the tube station of their choice. Had to look at all their fans in the front gardens, giving us what for. Then obviously the posh match. Rhodes on the bench. Uh, Claire Johnson says, my worst memory was my dad phoning me at about 5am before the 2017 final to tell me he'd come down with a sickness bug and wasn't well enough to travel to Wembley. His words were gutted, a once-in-a-lifetime chance. Hopefully it wasn't uh, a once-in-a-lifetime thing though. And he said he's still sad he missed it, but better memory seeing a coach packed up at the side of the road as we headed away from Wembley in 2012. As we slowly passed, we realised it was a town coach and someone had stopped to buy crates of beer. Must have been with Tom. Uh, and then let's have a look further down. We've got 2012, pretty good from Adam Ellis. Uh, Richard Jennings says, best was tw- in 2012. After eight years, Millwall and Peterborough, I thought we were destined to never see the championship. Then after three pens, I was crying and thought we were out. Then the unthinkable happened. Although 2017 was amazing. That was really incredible, that one. I know, I know you're rattling through and that, but I was telling somebody about that the other day because we were chatting about his playoff record and uh, told him about that, that match against Sheffield United. You know, who, who misses the first three penalties and then wins? I know. That was incredible. Alan Lee. What a man. Alan Lee. Tom Bradshaw absolutely loves Alan Lee and I think we should have a an Alan Lee debate with Neil Neil Wayne and uh, and Tom and just see who wins that one. That would be quite a funny one. Right, Damien Johnson, Tommy Miller and Alan Lee, the three most experienced players all missed, didn't they? That's, uh, that's yeah, it. Peter yeah, the scenes with him proper doing it. But anyway, that's a final. We're not doing finals. Uh, Molly, uh, Molly Firth says, Wembley 2012 when my six-year-old sister was fast asleep across my mum's lap during the penalties so she couldn't properly celebrate. We woke her up after the last one. Though. I should have thrown her in the air. Get her up there. I was going to say, I had a launch, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wake up. Uh, Terry1964 says, although Hillsborough and Wembley 17 were epic, Brentford in 95, still my favourite. Unbelievable night. Worst, both posh games. Nightmares, but 92 edges it because I'd, I'd already been watching town over 20 years. Never believed I'd see us at Wembley. Uh, Martin Sykes agrees with that. Uh, Clark Eastwood says, everything about Griffin Park in 95 was just incredible from when Boothie's equaliser went in 
to Del Shannon's Blair, Del Shannon blaring out at halftime and onto Bully's penalty, which didn't look like it had gone in from the bottom terrace of the away end. The scenes at the end, unforgettable. Uh, moving down, uh, the M1 KE Fish, Kefish, uh, Wembley 17 says, thought I'd never see town reach the Prem and take the kids, including my youngest at 18 months old. Was a great decision. Uh, who's this? Nick Kennett says, uh, my worst memory from the playoffs is the lowest I've ever felt watching town losing to Peterborough. It was all set up after the first leg and we were the better team, but lost. I saw Simon Trevor in the fountain in Robertown afterwards and he looked totally shell-shocked. Uh, nice trivia. Uh, Simon Trevitt's brother, Johnny, used to play for, this, for the fountain when they used to have a team in the Heavy Woman League. He was quite decent as well. Uh, Lincoln Terrier says, uh, best is definitely 2012 final. Um, much of the all-male part of my family with me, son included, uh, saw my brother cry. Uh, Mark says, worse had to be Old Trafford versus Posh. I scored as many points getting home too as Posh scored that day too. So yeah, <laughs> that's not a great day for him. Uh, Blue and White, Till I Die. Adam says, driving past Wembley pub after 2012 final and seeing a dancing Blades fan inside throwing mad shapes like they're just beating us 10-0. Hats off to the guy. That's how you take a defeat. Uh, and thanks everyone else. We, we're pushing through. We've got Gary saying best was 1995. Uh, Tom, T-C-R-M-M-R-M-N says, oh, 2017, unbelievable. Um, but the change in emotion during the penalty shootout in 2012 was obscene. From missing three in a row to thinking we'll never get out of that league to winning on the keepers. I think the swing encompasses worst best all in one. Uh, and then we've got worst Brentford away, tw- 2002, where Thomas Eru was probably our best player on the pitch uh, from Lucas. Andrew Foster says, for some reason to me, 95 and 2017 are more special than 2004 and 2012. Uh, Marco says Wembley the Sheffield United one Paul Spencer says best was getting my travel plans absolutely spot on for the last one got the latest train possible sauntered into Wembley just as they kicked off worst was watching the Cardiff one from a corporate box with a load of non-fans more interested in the free food and booze and thanks to everyone else for sending theirs in there's, there's way too many here to, to read out Dale Marsden sent one in said he was being lucky enough to be one of the 2000 at Hillsborough with lads I'd travelled the country with for many years securing the chance to win promotion to the promised land and his worst was uh, Peter Brabeater's on his birthday, 21st birthday. That's a shocker for Dale. Uh, thanks to Simon Morgan as well. Matt Smith uh, have all sent ones in. What was that, 92? <laughs> oh, yeah, I think. Oh. <laughs> and then, yeah. And, and the last one we'll, we'll do for the seldom seen kid. Uh, he said, when the ball went past Ali Al-Habsi and my son turned to me and burst into tears, sobbing uncontrollably. Tears of pure joy. It gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. For me, it will never be about the match, but it'll be forever be about that moment. Uh, so I think that's a nice way to end that. So th- Ooh, thanks for everybody you, doing that. And I think that's it for now. Cosy, do you want to sing us out with anything in particular or shall we just go to the credits? Thank you to everybody. I'll, no, mate. Blue white, I will say, I will say before, white, white, I best say before we end white. this, Cosy, that... Right, let's mute Cosy for a minute. Right, that's a Cosy done. So thanks to everybody for... Um, for, for listening today if you could click on the like button right that's it let's mute cozy again so thanks to everybody for <laughs> thanks to everybody for listening thanks to everybody if you could just click that like button uh, on the youtube channel if you're watching that'd be fantastic uh, it really helped with you guys doing that last week and actually appeared on the suggested videos which was which was fantastic so thanks for that that's my begging ball out uh cozy you've been on mute i've not heard a word of that so unless you're going to sing dreams by gabrielle i'm going to go to the ending that's a Blue (laughs) out (laughs) fan. And bring that car back to Huddersfield. So town play up.
Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van, unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.